Hey guys, how you doing? It's Joe with at CBB DFS. Bird and James are with me. We're going to give you a little Saturday morning magic, right guys? That's right. Yes. We got a Saturday tournament coming up, a nice one too, Bert. We got a nice tournament. Yeah. Nice, nice little eight gamer. Uh, you know, the, the pot's not great yet, but we know once conference season starts and NFL is over that uh, the tournaments will get a little bit bigger. And so this is going to be some good practice for us as we prepare for conference season. Yeah, and uh, college football DFS is going to be kind of quiet this week with just the conference championships. Uh, like you said, NFL has started week 14, so that's on the on the wind down. Um, James, it's getting close to basketball season, like full-blown basketball season. Yeah, it really is, and that's, uh, it's a great time of the year. And we're already starting to see some uh, conference matchups. We'll see um, this weekend with the ACC and Big Ten going head-to-head, so it'll be uh, be good. So the, the, the goal is to keep it at about 30 minutes for you guys. Um, this way you can get up in the morning, you can listen, and then uh, take hopefully some of the stuff that we say, maybe uh, hear some guidance, and uh, use that to craft your lineups before the slate tips at 11 o'clock. That sound about like the goal? Is that fair? Yeah, let's do it. So how we've done this is uh, before before we all got on uh, on the call tonight to record for you guys, how we've done this is we've gone ahead and taken the eight games. We've broken them down into three buckets per se. Um, and before we get into our CVGB, which we're starting to be known for that cash value, GPP and bus predictions, we're going to go through the games and we're going to do it in these three buckets. The buckets are, you know, kind of a, a slow, medium and fast, a red light, yellow light, green light, so to speak. Um, so the first one we're calling our don't go overboard bucket. These are uh, three games that we've identified where you might have a player or two in here, but overall the game flow isn't going to lend itself to any type of particular stack. And, and Bird, why don't you go ahead and break down what we decided to put in our don't go overboard bucket? Yeah, our, our D-gobs don't go overboard. <laughs> gobs. Yeah, I don't know if that one's going to stick or not, but uh, yeah, our D-gobs. So, uh, so Penn State at, o- at Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State's an eight-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 132. Uh, Ohio State's the number two defense in the nation per Ken Palm, and also plays at a 306 tempo. So even though Penn State likes to move it a little bit faster, um, overall, you know, that 132 over-under, we don't want to go overboard with that. Uh, the second one on the list is Florida at Butler, with an over-under of 120, and two teams that play really slow and really pride themselves on defense. And then our last one, not surprisingly, is Indiana at Wisconsin. Uh, we all know, you know, Wisconsin, 347th in the nation in tempo, and that is an over/under of 129. We we kind of talked a little bit about that game because we were, you and I were back and forth on that one, Bird. And James, you're a Big Ten guy. With the 129, and I get it, it's it's going to be a slow and meticulous basketball game. But the game is a pickup, right? So there's something to be said about low blowout risk. We still decided to put it in as a don't go overboard, a degob. Um, <laughs> but uh, James, you think uh, if a game's a little bit tighter or scheduled to be a pick, maybe maybe it gets a little bit of a bump. I don't know. Yeah, it might be. And I think maybe the bigger story there is we don't really know how good Indiana is yet. Um, so, sort of like Arizona, I think is or was, in the sense where they they haven't played a game away from Assembly Hall all season. And they've oh. been blowing out teams. They've been putting up tons of points. And so um, this will be their first true road game um, and their first true test. Wisconsin, I would say, is definitely down this year um, compared to, to other years. And so I'm not sure 
how good they're going to be at home, where typically at home they're an extremely tough team to play. That really you know, remains to be seen, I think. Um, it, it could surprise people, but I would probably hedge on the, uh, the lower scoring overall. If you read our article earlier this week, you do know that Aline Ford has one hell of a smile. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You don't get fantasy points for that, though. That's too yeah. bad. I, I cover the the SEC and the the Big East, and I, I really want to watch this Florida Butler game. But 120 over under, outside of maybe a few dart throws, you're probably staying away from your studs. Yeah, Baldwin's priced up to 7,500 after his mm-hmm. heat check. This is clearly going to be the best defense that they've played all year. It, it, like you said, it's going to be a really fun game. Hinkle will be will be bananas. It should be awesome yeah. environment, but. Yeah, it's going to be really hard to put any of those guys in your lineup. Can you imagine yeah. 10 years ago someone telling you that Florida was going to come to Butler? That's crazy. I think what else is crazy is Butler, I think so far, has really been the better team this year. And a lot of people, myself included, mm-hmm. had Florida really penciled in yeah. as Absolutely. being a real you know, a real Final Four threat this year. So uh, one thing of note there, I would say Butler is holding teams to 27% from three. Um, so if you were looking at possibly any of the Florida shooters to get hot uh, to throw into a GPP or something, might might want to avoid that. Butler's really good at uh, um, you know defending the line. So uh, can we put a bow on our don't go overboard and move on to our next one? Yeah. Sure. All right. So the next group we're looking at is we're just referring to it now temporarily as our treading water group. We're staying nautical themed here. When you're talking about treading water, you're talking about you know even keel games that you uh, could probably go a couple different ways with. And, Bird, we got two games in this space, right? We do. So NC State is at Wake Forest, and that over-under is 145. Uh, it's a close game. Uh, Wake Forest is a home underdog by three and a half points. Neither team plays relatively fast, but neither team really plays defense either. So it's kind of just one of those middle of the road, which is why we have them in the treadwater section. And then we also have Cincy at Xavier, which is uh, Xavier's minus six with an over-under of 137 which that over-under is a little low, uh, but Xavier does get a nice uh, pace-up game here in tempo uh, against the Cincinnati team that's playing at the 82nd tempo in the nation. That seems fast for them, but I guess, you know, Cronin's gone, and now we're there. Right. Right. It's weird, you know, when I first saw that line, I was like, why is that so high? And, you know, you forget that Cronin's not snailing it up there anymore. Yeah, Brandon wants to kind of do these full-court presses and kind of get up and down the floor, and uh, Cumberland, I, I think he's questionable for the game, so... It's definitely a different uh, uh, different style than, than last year, for sure. And I think Xavier's probably got some players that we could definitely look at on this slate. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, you mentioned Cumberland, and I saw his price, and it's really enticing for this slate. I don't have it in front of me. I think it was like 6300 or something, and I did a double take. I, I, we'll watch for clarity on that injury in the morning, but that could be a steal because this is a guy who was 9-5 all last year. Yeah, he was elite last year. He was truly like an elite player, top 10 type of player in the nation in, type, in terms of usage and, and rebounding. And, and, and yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that one for sure. Yeah, and then Bert kind of bringing this full full circle and putting an end on the treading water. You know, as, a, as you're constructing a lineup and you're thinking about these type of games, what are you doing? Are you looking for a name or two or what are you really looking for out of these games? Yeah, I think we're just looking for some a couple value plays that can help fill out our roster. Um, you know, it'd probably be contrarian and do a little bit of a game stack here. Um, but overall, you know, I think maybe limit it to one or two plays from those games and really try to focus on the hot ones that are. And we, and we do have a couple hot games on the slate. 
We do, we do. And that's our dive in section. And again, that's the end of our nautical theme. And we went with the nautical theme because I wanted to do expose yourself here um, as <laughs> an expose yourself to these games. Not anything else, just expose yourself to these games. Um, but our dive in section is what we went with to keep it a little more PG. And uh, we got three games in this this grouping. And Bird, why don't you go through those? Yeah, so our dive ins uh, Arizona at Butler, which is going to be an awesome game. Uh, Baylor. Baylor's five and a half point favorites with an over under of 145. A couple questionable players there in terms of injury status that we'll keep an eye on. The Illinois at Maryland game. Uh, Illinois is, or Maryland is 64th in tempo. Uh, and that game's at 147 over under with Maryland as a pretty pretty heavy favorite. But some nice value plays there for Illinois that we could look at. And then the big one is uh, Villanova at St. Joe's. Uh, we all know St. Joe's is a top 16 team in terms of tempo. They're 290th in defense. And so that results in a over under of 159. And St. Joe's has some injuries too, so they've got a little bit of a thin roster. So a lot of good options in that game. If Green can't go... And Mannion can't go. Who do, who do you like there, Bird? Hazard, I assume it would be Nico's backup. Um, who do you like if, if Green's out? I thought I saw Stone Gettings was out as well. Yeah, they, they've got a lot of, of injury questions. I know so Dylan Smith would play quite a bit at guard. Uh, Max Hazard would play mm-hmm. at the shooting guard quite a bit. Uh, Zeke Najee would probably have some increased usage. He's been phenomenal at the power forward spot. Um, they have enough, enough depth where they can probably survive it. But yeah, it's definitely something to watch. If Manny doesn't play, they're they're going to be in big trouble. Yeah, he's he's a good player. Jim, do you have any uh, any thoughts on this Illinois Maryland game without uh, bringing out your Illini bias? <laughs> you know, I think it, it's uh, so. Last year, Illinois played them at Madison Square Garden and came from 15 down, I think, to win the game, and that sort of helped kind of spark their. Um, kind of resurgence in conference last year for Illinois. And, um, so I think I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it could be a closer game maybe than people think. And uh, it's a game that uh, there was a lot of bad blood and tension between these teams the last couple times they played. So I think it'd be a fun game for fans to watch. And uh, yes. But I think uh, Callen, I just feel like he's just playing at such a high level right now. Um, and it's that's a position that Illinois has really struggled to guard this year. Um, you probably saw what... Chris likes did to him the other night. Yeah. Um, so it it's uh, you know it's gonna be a challenge, a good challenge for him. But uh, Illinois is a talented team, you know, and I think it's a matter of time before they start to put it together. So should be now, a good game to watch. I don't want to call you out or anything, but you were going to do um, a, a a value play from this game. Uh, some guy uh, Tavion Jones, right? Um, but I think you're gonna go a different direction. So why don't you tell me what you why you were thinking about this three thousand dollar Tavion sure. Jones? Yeah, so Tevion Jones has was been suspended all year, hasn't played a game. His he was a freshman last year. His best game was against Maryland. Uh, got hot from three. Um, he's long, athletic kid, really talented, really high ceiling. Just hasn't really put it together yet. And uh, so he'll be playing. That's something they've kind of kept under, um, you know, under their vest for the last several days, I think, and just announced today that he'll be playing. So that's a guy you can get at the at the very minimum. Had a great game last year. He might play five minutes, <laughs> so don't don't yeah. really know yet. If you didn't want to take the risk on that, I think you could probably play up at 4,400 and get Alan Griffin, um, who's been really good and and proven has had some really nice 5x success performances. Can get hot from three, um, so that that's probably a better, a less risky play. But if you're really going to go all in, uh, Teb Jones at 3,000 would be your guy. 
I agree. And, uh, you know, I, I cover again that Big East, and I, I think Villanova. There's just so many great options there. Um, we'll talk about some of them in a little bit, and then just kind of putting a bow and touching on all the teams here. Um, Bird, anything stand out from a Baylor standpoint? Uh, yeah, well, one Tristan Clark's uh, questionable, and he's been, you know, he just doesn't seem like he's fully healthy yet this year. Um, but overall, Baylor has some really nicely priced players. Um, I think Baylor is a very, very good team, just a solid basketball team. Um, we'll get into one of their players for sure um, when we go on, when we go through our games. But I like Baylor. I think Baylor is going to play really well in that game, and uh, I think Baylor's like a legit Elite Eight level team. Mm. They're favored, aren't they? They're five and a half point favorites. I mean, Arizona's got the injuries and everything, but still, even that, I was surprised when I saw that. Yeah, one interesting note I took down there was uh, uh, this isn't very meaningful, but it's not very often that you get to look at this stat very, very much in DFS. But Baylor gives up um, a 13% block percentage. So that means 13% of their shots get blocked, essentially, um, which is really high, actually. It's, uh, they're 335 ranked in the nation. Probably doesn't mean a whole lot um, in terms of DFS, but you know you could look at somebody like Najee as maybe having some block upside in that game or um, sure. you know Chase Jeter even. It's hard to press that Chase Jeter button. But gosh, <laughs> he has the pedigree. He should be a really he good does. player. And actually... So he's 4,800 on the slate, and he's gone 31 DK points and 28 DK points his last two games. It's hard to press the button, but, man, the talent's there, I think, maybe. Well, it, he, it was hard to press the button when DFS was around the first time for college basketball four <laughs> years ago when he was a junior. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like Chase Jeter's been there forever. All right, guys. Well, that kind of puts a bow on our, our grouping of games, the don't go overboard, the tread water games, and the ones you want to dive in. I hope that was beneficial for you guys. Now let's get into what most people are hit, sitting here waiting for, and that's the CVGB. Um, this is, again, we have an internal competition here. We'll recap the standings at the end. Um, we give you a cash play. We give you a value play. We give you a GPP play, and we each pick a bust play, someone who will finish under 4X. And uh, let's just start right away with our cash plays and these are people that we think are going to get four times their value you know so if you're 7300 you know you're going to get 29.2 points which is four times 7.3 so um let, bird let's start with you let's go uh let's go with your cash play who's gonna who's who's safe bet for 4x tomorrow morning yeah we talked a little bit about baylor just a minute ago but davion mitchell is a guard from baylor he's priced at five thousand dollars and he's a top 50 recruit he's a transfer from auburn and this is a slight pace-up game. He's playing about 75% of the minutes, and he's taken double-digit shots in the last three games. He's got at least a five-rebound game. He's got a six-assist game. He's got a three-steal game. So he can do a little bit of everything. He's not just a defensive guy. He's really uh, opened up his offensive game this year, and he has at least 20 DK points in three straight. So I feel like he's one of those safe 4X plays uh, in a game that we targeted as a, as a dive-in uh, environment. I like that. James, what about you? Who's your uh, nice, safe 4X? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple other players real quick um, before I get to my actual pick, just because I want to get their names out there, because I think they're they're guys that we should definitely be looking at. Uh, Mike Watkins for Penn State. He's a big man. He's had a little bit of a troubled past. Um, hasn't really put it together. This year, he's playing out of his mind. He averages. He's been averaging four blocks a game, which is a crazy stat. Last three games in DraftKings has been 59, 48, 45. Yeah, his um, talent's never been in question. Yeah, so he's looks like he's starting to put it together. Of course, he's playing next to Lamar Stevens, who's going to get a lot of attention. Uh, they play a really, really difficult matchup. Um, so I didn't go with him. 
but another guy I wanted to mention real quick is Jericho Helms from NC State. You can get him for about 5000 uh, He's gone 6X and 4X in the last four games where he's been getting significant minutes. Um, he's a really talented scorer. So I think he's a guy that his price is going to continue to climb. Um, right now, I still feel like he's cheap enough um, to, to make him an attractive option, but he looks like a fixture on that team. Uh, but the guy I'm going to go with, Illinois Homer badge on Trent Frazier, 5,000. <laughs> uh, he's gone 4X and 5 out of his last six games. Maryland, uh, as I mentioned earlier, about Alan Griffin. Um, they can get exposed uh, by the three. That's Trent Frazier's specialty. And so I think he's in line. I think he's in line for a big game, actually. I think that we haven't really quite seen him go off this year. Don't know if that's coming or not, but I, I feel like he has a really comfortable floor right now. I like the two, and, and it was very nice of you to give the uh, Bucketheads two extra names. <laughs> two extra Even though that three. is not in our contract, we don't have to do that. You are going above <laughs> and beyond in this holiday season, so kudos to you for right. that. Um, my 4X, and honestly, I, I really considered about putting him in my GPP, is Sadiq Bay from Villanova. All three of us have guys from these dive-in games, games you want exposure to. Sadiq Bay's last four, 36, 43, 34, 37. He only needs 29.2 to hit value. So you can see his last four, he's been at closer to 5X. Um, but I think he's a safe bet to hit 4X. And the only reason why I put him as my cash play is because there's a lot of talented people on this Villanova team. This game's going to be fast-paced. I think it's a safe bet for the 4X, but you can get a little little tick up of upside there with him as well. Yeah, and Taylor Funk is out for St. Joe's too, so that hurts their rebounding. Uh, gives it even more upside uh, there. So that's a really nice play. And again, that over-under of 159, we really want exposure to that game. For sure. Let's move on to our value plays. And uh, James, I'm going to go back to you um, okay. this time to, to start off. And uh, these are guys that we think are going to be uh, that are, you know, in that mid 4,000 or less range. Um, but we think they're going to hit value. We think they're going to go 4X or maybe even provide some upside beyond that. So these are the core type of plays you need in your lineup to make things happen. James, since you didn't do Tevion Jones because you lack the stones to put a 3K guy <laughs> making a return in there, um, who, did, who did you land on for your value play tomorrow? Um, I went with, and I, I might have picked him last time, which you reminded me of, but uh, Quentin Gooden from Xavier at 4,200. Um, he's gone 5X and 6X and two out of his last three. And again, you'd mentioned, you know, Cincinnati. It's not the same Cincinnati team that we're used to seeing. Um, so I think there's some potential there for him to kind of continue his hot streak. That, that's what I'm looking at. I like that. Butler's been really good at running people off the three-point line, but I just can't look at Noah Locke and his $4,300. This is a starter for, again, a team that we thought was Final Four bound that's playing 35 minutes a game and can shoot the lights out, who's $4,300. So maybe it'll cost me, um, but I am perfect on my value plays this year in historical selections. But I think Noah Locke should easily be able to get you uh, about 18, 17, 18 points to hit 4X value there. I know the over-under isn't great, and again, James pointed out that Butler does a good job defending that arc, but I'm just taking, I'm betting on the player, and I'm betting on the minutes, and uh, Noah Locke is where I'm going. Bird, is that all right? Yeah, I liked your little humble brag in there as well, with being perfect on your <laughs> oh, value the five plays. for five? Yeah, I, I oh, thought I'd slide that yeah. in. Hey, you got a five yeah. for five. Are you going to squeeze it in, or are you going to make me do it for you? Uh, you know, I forgot about that. I do have a five for five in my bust plays. Thank you, Joe. I, I didn't even realize that. We'll uh, we'll get to that later. Hey, J- hey James, how many five of fives do you have? Uh, let me count them. One, two, carry five. the one. Seventeen, four, zero, zero. I got zero. 
Zero. Oh man. Hmm. Hey, you but got he does Gooden have the Landers Nolly. He has the Landers Nolly call out. We can, we can, we have that. Oh, that was fire. I, I, was I, I take everything back. High value play is Cameron Brown from St. Joe's. We talked about that game environment. Again, an over under of 159. Uh, Taylor Funk is out for St. Joe's, and he's one of their better rebounders. So Cameron Brown, even though he's six five, small forward, uh, he's got six rebounds in three straight games. Uh, he's taken between eight and eleven shots in three straight games. And at 4,600, feels like a nice value play in a great game environment. I, I, w- I would agree with that. Let's uh, let's move on to our GPP plays. Now, GPP plays are just people where we put the standard at 5x instead of 4x. So these are people that are more boomer bust, people that we think uh, would be good plays in your GPP tournaments to really uh, win you a tournament if you can find the right guy who maybe doesn't have a gigantic ownership percentage and has the ability to go off. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start this time. I'm going to go with Oliver Saar from Wake Forest. Here's the thing. I played Oliver Saar earlier this week, full disclosure, and I liked him this week in, in our write-ups. What I, When I played him, he had a, a buck 25 at half, and I was like, well, this is an egg. This $7,000 forward is going to kill me. He ended up the game with 27, which is right at 4X's price of $7,000, or just a hair under. Prior to that this week where he ended up not hurting me, just at uh, standard 4X, prior to that, he was 5x in four of his last five. Um, this is a guy who's kind of dominating all the post. NC State isn't the most stout up front. I think he's going to kind of have his way and cruise to a double-double in this one. And, you know, we like the over-under in this game. This is one of those games where we're talking about tread and water. This is where we want some exposure, but limited potentially. So Oliver Saar from Wake Forest is my my choice there. And uh, James, I'm going to go to you because you're guys from the same game, but I also want your take on my take. Um, no, I think that's a really good pick, actually. I think that, uh, you know, when you look at NC State's uh, defense, to your point, um, they're not a great two-point percentage defender. They they really want to force the action inside, so I think there's a lot of opportunity there, and they're not a great rebounding team. It's a really Validation. nice statistical pick. I'm really happy uh, that you're really looking at math to make your decisions. <laughs> I'm learning how to do math. Thank you. <laughs> now, you got someone from this game as well, right? I do, yeah. Um, I like, uh, on the other side of the ball, I like Markel Johnson uh, for NC State. He's 7,500. He's had a couple big games this year. Not maybe as good as, as what I thought he was going to do yet um, this year. thought he would be more, a little bit more of a focal point. Um, hasn't happened yet. But he's, right now, I've, I've been big into regression lately. You know, looking at guys that are sort of way outside of what they normally do, uh, good or bad. And right now, Johnson's shooting 23% from three is way below his mean. Um, last year, he was shooting 42%. I think he shot even better the year before, the year before that. So he, he's a guy that clearly can shoot, not shooting the ball well right now. Um, but if you look at the last two games um, for Wake, I think I mentioned this earlier, but uh, Marion Jones, Dylan Smith for Arizona, those two guys absolutely lit him up. Um, so I think this is a good game for Johnson to kind of get back on track. And he won't kill you anyway, but I think you know if he could get hot, he could he could have a weird one. I like that. And Bird, Bird, who do you got to close out our GPP plays? Who do you think who do you think can have a big one tomorrow? I've got Daryl Morsell from Maryland. Uh, he's a guard at 5,300. Uh, he's playing uh, over 30 minutes a game his last three games. Uh, has 13 points and nine rebounds over that stretch. And it's against good competition, too. He went against Harvard, Marquette, and Notre Dame. Uh, he's sitting at an 18% defensive rebounding rate, 15% assist rate. And this feels like a really nice play against a ultra-aggressive Illinois team that, that can give up some some easy buckets uh, in transition, especially. Uh, James, what are your thoughts on that? No, I think that's 
<laughs> I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Hopefully, as a fan, Illinois buttons up some of that. But they've, uh, yeah, they've they've been in a lot of trouble. They've kind of changed their defense up a little bit this year and uh, haven't really adjusted yet. And so they've they've been exposed in some areas. And um, I think that's a it's a really strong pick. And Bird, Mister Mister Five for Five on bus predictions, Mister Perfection in the bus realm. How is that? Did that do you justice? It, it's about to be six for six. So I mean, it's <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm going to go with Bryce uh, Nizzi from from Butler, uh, forward at 5100. And so, like we talked about at the beginning, 7100. Yeah, 7100. Uh, evidently, me and Joe are both not good with numbers. Right. Um, but Nizzi 7100, and uh, the over under in that Butler game is 120. Uh, I know they are at home. He's going to be going up against Kerry Blackshear and Keith Johnson down low. He hasn't broken 24 DK points in three straight games. And Florida's going to be the best defense they've seen all year. Um, so at that $7,100 price point, he just feels like a like a guy who's going to who's really going to struggle to hit value. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. He's he's kind of down on the usage list too. I mean, he's not even over 20% of the usage, not even over 20% of the shot. He's a very efficient player, but um, yeah, this is someone who had a nice start to the season, and the pricing just hasn't quite caught up with the type of player that he is. So I like that call. Now, I went in a weird direction here, and this could come back to bite me, which uh, my bust has probably been my weakest area so far. But I'm, I'm going to take Cole Swider from Villanova. Uh, the reason why I'm going with Swider is everyone remembers the holiday tournament where he lit things up and went 6 of 11 for 3 and had 26 points. He's, he needs 22.4 to hit value at $5,600, and he hasn't done that in the last month except for that one outlier game where he hit you know, all those threes on national television at 11 while everyone was eating lunch at a bar. Maybe that was just me, but I don't know. Um, anyways, I, I got Cole Swider on here. I just think he falls short of the Forex just because that's who he is. Despite the pace up game, despite the 159 over under, I know this can bite me in the rear end because he is a shooter and shooters can always get hot. But I'm going with the fact that he hasn't done this outside of that one time in the last month. Um, normally he's about an 18, 16, 18 point per game guy. So I think he'll come in around there. Yeah, the only thing going for Swider right now is that his price did drop a little bit. Uh, but yeah, his game logs are super inconsistent. He went bananas uh, that one game. Uh, but yeah, he, he's he's certainly cooled off. For sure. And and uh, speaking of game logs, transition. Um, <laughs> James, uh, your guy that you have on your bus list, I was stunned that you picked him because his game logs are amazing. Yeah, that's kind of why I picked him actually. They and I'll, I'll give you the other guy that I was sort of in between too. I'll give you another freebie here, Caleb Wesson. I was looking at, but I think people are gonna kind of lay off of him in this game because of the matchup, because of going up against Mike Watkins. He is 7600. Wesson hasn't played 30 minutes in, since Nova, since the Villanova game. It was also the last time he hit 4x. Um, he's had some foul trouble in, in two of the last three games. So he's not in great form at this point, and he's got a really tough matchup. So I, I think the savvy buckethead will lay off at him. Um, so I went with somebody that's a little bit more been playing a lot better lately, who's uh, Jackson Davis from Indiana. He's their, their stud freshman. And he's had massive games, several. He's had, let's see, three 40-point games, had a couple three 30-point games. So he's he's been really, really good. Here's the thing, though. He's 8,300. Indiana's never played away from Assembly Hall, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this season yet. They're going to the Kohl Center. Wisconsin's not great this year. They're definitely not you know, where they have been in the past. But Kohl Center is still an incredibly tough place to play. And you know, this is a guy that really makes a living at the line. 
you know, Wisconsin, I think, is just too, and statistically they are too, but I think they're just going to be too disciplined uh, to foul. And so I, I'm not yeah. sure that he's going to get the same kind of opportunity, um, same kind of calls that he's been getting at home. And uh, so I, I, that's a pretty, that's a high price guy. I think it's somebody that people maybe won't lay off. So you, you might get an edge there um, if you lay off him and, and he, you know, isn't as good. No, I, I, I like that. I, 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 when you sent that, when our pre-drafts and our pre-meeting, um, you mentioned that and I sneakily liked it once I thought it through, but on the surface, it took me back when I, when I heard that bird, what's your stance on, uh, picking a high price guy to bust? I mean, you're, is that the way to go? You think you're the one who's five for five? Well, one James is like the Oprah of our team. I mean, he just, he's just giving away picks left <laughs> and right. And you get a pick, you get a pick. So, so good job, James. Way to, way to do that. Um, Western, Penn State's 12th in the nation defensively right now. Um, so with Watkins and Stevens down low, certainly not an easy matchup. So I don't mind that with an over-under of 132. I, I think that makes sense. It's probably going to be a slower-paced game, and his form certainly isn't very good. So I, I like that. I think it's a good play. And since we're giving out extra picks, uh, and I want to be like James uh, in real life, um, another one that I was looking at was Justin Moore from Villanova. You know, he's yeah. only 5,100. We, we've talked about we want to get exposure to that game. And he's playing over 30 minutes a game for the last couple of games. Had 41 DK points just two games ago. And Brian Antoine is not playing at all, so he hasn't taken any of the minutes away um, from Justin Moore. So I think that's a nice, another nice option. You're talking more of a like a cash or a GPP play, play not not a bust guy. No, not a bust. Yeah, I was yeah, just giving yeah. out extra just because I've yeah. evidently that's so that's part of our contract now. Right now we're just giving <laughs> them away. Well, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna end that madness right now. Um, when we wrap this up, here's what we've decided to do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and recap the standings of our CVGB in case someone's been following along. Um, and also because I'm the current leader right now with 12 correct. As a group, we're at 56%, which is going to improve. We had a brutal morning, but then came back nicely with a 90% afternoon last time we did this in text form. But as a group, we're at 56% right now. I'm leading the way with 12. Bird is second with 11 and James is third with 10. So as your punishment this week, James, for being the low man on the CVGB totem pole, uh, you got to close out this pod. You got to take us home. All right. Uh, you'll want to follow us at CBB underscore DFS on Twitter. And you definitely want to get to our website, CBB dash DFS.com where you'll get the best freest DFS info, <laughs> even extra free stuff. Like I just gave you tonight. Uh, also, you'll find the best dad jokes on the internet, probably on that yeah. website as well. In, so. in gift form, yeah. In gift form, yep. So <laughs> come on out and follow us. Uh, we're an enjoyable read. Uh, we have some really, really good information, and we're 100% free. Um, yeah, we just need your affection and ratings. That's right. That's why we do it is for your affection. Um, if you're listening to the pod, feel free to like and review. Um, like Bird said, only if it's a five-star review. If it's going to be less than that, don't worry about it. But thank you for listening. Um, Bird, anything else? We did get one review from Jack Ullman, so thank you, Jack. Uh, you're our first ever person to give us a, <laughs> a written review of the pod. You'll be forever in our hearts. We are yeah, Hall of Famer. to you forever. Yeah, he's, he, you're a Buckethead Hall of Famer. Congratulations. Yep. First first entrant into the Buckethead Hall of Fame. And many more come. Yeah, absolutely. James, anything else? That's it for me. Thanks, everybody. That's it from all of us. Thank you. Thank you.